Hey there, Northern Star Scouting. Welcome back to another episode of Scout Chat on the Air. I'm your host, John McDermott, and I am joined this week by a very special guest. I have the base camp director here, Kendra Burbank. Kendra, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so this will be really exciting. So Kendra's here to talk today about some of the opportunities that scouting groups and even non-scouting groups can participate in when they come to our base camp facility. Yeah, so I feel like base camp is a little bit underutilized by our scout population. And there is so much that scout units can do here. I'll talk about kind of the most popular things that scout units do with us, but is by no means like an extensive list of what we can do. So the first most popular, I would say, is our lock-in program. Um, and we do that all year round on Friday and Saturday evenings. And it goes from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. And it's a really great way to get your whole either Cub Scout pack or, or Scout troop or adventure crew out here. Number one, it's an overnight program and you don't have to sleep outside. So in Minnesota, that's a win when yeah, you don't have nice. to <laughs> be out in the cold. I mean, we have stuff for that too, but it's sometimes nice to not have to worry about having all the winter gear. You can just come, be together, and have a good time. For our Cub Scout packs, we do... Rock climbing, our indoor rock climbing, we have the archery range open, and then we have uh, everyone's favorite gaga ball is here. For the older scouts, we can open up the high ropes course inside, which is another cool opportunity. We order pizza for the group, and then usually we'll turn on some movies, and then you just get like a late night movie party. Uh, we provide the cots for sleeping. So it's just a really good way to like get together, and it's also a good way if you have for example, like a linked Cub Scout pack with your troop and you have some like Arrow of Light Scouts that you want to get connected with scouts in a troop, a lock-in at base camp is a really great way for those kids to make connections so that they get excited about joining the troop um, the next year. Uh, so that's probably our most popular scout activity. Like I said, we do it all year round. Um, so it's a really, really great opportunity. I think our next most popular activity for scout units is just coming out and doing rock climbing. I mean, we have both indoor and outdoor rock climbing, and it's great for everyone, kindergarten all the way through adults. I mean, I one of the best perks of this job is that I work where there's a rock wall, so I get to climb all the time. Um, but our staff are here. They're super well-trained. They love coaching kids through climbing, um, and we have all the gear here. So, like, scouts, there's no barrier to participation. Like, if you can get them here, we can gear them up and get them climbing, which is really cool. And that's super convenient, too, for like larger groups. You know, if you want to come and bring 30 scouts, it could be kind of intimidating to have to figure out equipment for all of those kids. And now, as someone who also works here, obviously, I know the difference between our indoor and outdoor climbing opportunities. But I think the people listening would be interested to hear how those are different experiences. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so our indoor rock climbing wall is molded from rock face at Taylor's Falls. So it has a more natural rock feel. So if you imagine like a climbing gym, vertical endeavors, where it's those different colored handholds, um, that's not what we have inside. Inside is, it looks like natural rock and it feels like natural rock, which is um, pretty unique. It's not, we, there aren't many places, indoor gyms that you can get that experience. And then our outdoor climbing tower is that like more traditional, like different colored handholds, if you've been to any of our other scout camps, it's very similar to those towers. But one super cool feature about our outdoor climbing tower is that one side has um, LED handholds. So at nighttime, 
there's a, a special program for night climbing and you can sign up and we turn on those handholds and they flash different colors. Um, and it's just a, a fun way to like do an activity that maybe your scouts have done a million times, but it's just a fun new twist on it. That's pretty cool. And is that something they can do as part of the lock-in experience if they do it during one of the warmer months? Yeah, or? totally. If you do it in, in the warmer months, for sure. Typically we say uh, like mid-April through early October is our you know outdoor season here at base camp. Uh, but if you if you book a lock in and you're interested in doing that outdoor climbing, you just let us know and we'll we'll make it happen. And so, like you said, that that indoor rock wall can be used year round because obviously it's inside. Temperature doesn't really matter. Um, how many different like routes are there on that wall inside? Yeah, there's 16 different routes on that indoor wall, um, and each one has its own unique challenges. And uh, there's some of them that are. Uh, extremely difficult for me, but I see younger kids scale up the wall super quick. So it all depends on like how tall you are and whatever uh, like method you decide to use when climbing. So it's fun. It's a fun challenge for everyone, no matter what experience you have climbing. And I mean, kind of staff dependent, how many kids could you theoretically have climbing that at once? Could you have every route have a youth on it if you had the people to run it? Or Yeah, theoretically you could. Typically, um, we say we can get 50 kids through in two hours. So it's definitely crowded back there if you have 16 climbing at once, but it's it's definitely doable. Yeah, it's it's not a super big area, but it is very cool. And when I think of the the team building center, like that's the first thing I think of is that is that rock wall. So when you do the lock ins or if you have groups come, um, how are the activities structured? Do you do stations? Do you do a rotation? How, how does it work when they come? Yeah, for lock ins, it's uh, we call it like open house style. So there's some sort of like welcome and introduction. The staff will go through some basic rules and and like guidelines for the building. And then the kids and adults get to choose what they want to do. The, all the activities will be open for a couple hours, and then we take a break for pizza, and then they open back up. So, um, you know, if you've got a couple kids that are really into rock climbing, they can do that the whole time. Or if there's some that are into archery, they can do that, or they can bounce between the different activities. So lock-ins are super um, kind of free-flowing. It's just kind of driven by whatever the kids want to do. Uh, our other programs are a little bit more structured. Um, in a sense, like if you come and sign up just for a two and a half hour climbing and archery, we'll schedule like you'll do an hour and a half of climbing and then the rest of the time will be archery. So we, we structured a little bit more, but our lock-ins are that open house style. That's pretty fun. Give them a chance to do whatever they want and don't lock them into something they might not want to do. What are the different um, breakdowns? So, you you know, you've got overnights, you have like some kind of daytime schedules. Like what are the different amounts of times that groups can come in and use the equipment and stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. Our catalog is laid out in a way that kind of it outlines per each activity what the recommended time is for it. But we have a set of five-hour programs. That's like our full-day program. We have half-day programs, which in, in the base camp world is two and a half hours. And then we have single-hour adventures that you could also do. And those single-hour adventures are usually really great things to tack on to unit meetings. So you could rent the base camp facility, either the full team building center or a room here in the leadership center, do your unit meeting, and then add on an hour of team building games or add on an hour of rock climbing. And that can be a good way to to add some physical activity to a, a unit meeting or 
any sort of gathering here at base camp. So we've talked a lot about scouting groups, and I know there are many people here in the office that work with groups outside of scouting as well. Um, do you have groups come use the facilities that aren't scouting groups? Oh my gosh, yes. I would say about 80% of our users are not registered scouts. Really? Yeah, which is pretty cool, which is also why I say I, th- I think this property is a little underutilized by our scouts because um, I think they naturally go towards our traditional camp properties, which they are great. Don't get me wrong. I love them all. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, our facility has some really unique things that draw in a lot of members of the community. We have school field trips. We have church groups. We have corporate groups. We have just general community youth groups. Uh, birthday parties are a big business for us. It's fun. It's fun to see so many different groups in our community able to benefit from the scouting program in a way that they probably wouldn't if we were if we weren't here. And do you see those non-scouting groups, and I guess just as a baseline, we'll use a school group. Do they come in for a full day? Do they come for half days? What do you normally see with groups like that? Typically, we'll see a full day. Um, if they're coming here, you know, if they're going through the process of getting a school bus or if they're organizing a trip with a group, they'll, they want a full ex- full day experience. And are the activities in the team building center the only things they can do when they come here? Yeah, that's a good question. So in addition to the the activities we have in the team building center, we also have our leadership lab classroom here in the, in the leadership center that we do uh, leadership development classes. And it's, it's super hard to explain the experience on a podcast format, but there's a fully immersive virtual experience. You go in and I know, John, you've done this with us before. It's really cool. Yeah, but there's a huge touchscreen uh, computer table in the center of the room. All four walls are projector and it's it's like a video game experience, but it's tied back to leadership curriculum, uh, really similar to like Gray Wolf or Wood Badge stuff that you might have done. Sure. Um, but we gear it towards kids so that it's it's easy to understand and it's fun and it's engaging. And that's a really cool experience too, because I know, I mean, you'll have school groups come through and scout groups come through. Um, and those are school age kids. I know I've done it with other staff members. So you've got a group of all adults doing it. Um, and you know, this past fall, I actually brought a group of college students in to do it. And I think I've seen every group have just as much fun as any other age group doing that, uh, leadership lab experience. Totally. And also just a little teaser of something that's coming they just announced that new merit badge citizenship and society yeah. uh, that is going to become an Eagle required merit badge. And we are currently in the process of figuring out how we can use our leadership lab curriculum to uh, teach that merit badge. And so scouts that come to the leadership lab could tell us that they want to work on this merit badge and we will be able to get them through um, at least half of the requirements towards that merit badge just by completing the, the program here. So that's that's going to be a really cool opportunity, I think. That is pretty sweet. I think in general, you know, anytime you can work on a merit badge while doing something fun is a really good opportunity um, to mesh those two things. So, I mean, you've got, you know, like you said, you got the rock wall, the team building center. So there is a climbing merit badge and there's an archery merit badge. And there are different things that you could come here and work on requirements for those things while also just having a really fun experience with your group. Yeah. And I think especially for the like citizenship and society merit badge, you know, it's it's a cool opportunity for scouts to learn from people aren't, that aren't that much older from them. I think mm-hmm. it'll be a really cool way to have some good dialogue. Uh, most of our staff are college age students, and so they have some very similar 
um, ideas and they'll be, they're able to connect with the scouts a little bit better than maybe unit leaders are that they can get them to talk a little bit more. So, sure. um, I think it'll be a really cool opportunity for us to dive into that new merit badge content. So if they do the, the lead lab experience is, uh, we'll call it the immersive part. Is that the only part of that experience or is there anything additional that they do as part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you asked because that immersive experience is like the most exciting part that I always want to talk about. But yeah, there, it's a full five hour program that they can do. And that immersive experience is um, kind of halfway through the journey that they do. And it starts with a, a leadership self-assessment that they do. They talk about what it means to be a leader. And then they learn about who they, who they are as a leader um, through this assessment. You know, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? And they learn about others on their team. And it all kind of culminates into that immersive experience where they are put into those challenges and have to work together. And then after that, they do some reflection and some planning and, and doing some like personal goal setting for when they leave here. That's pretty sweet. And as part of that, so you've got kind of that, um, you call it the leadership kind of reflection on paper. Is there a combined experience where they could do the leadership lab and do stuff at the team building center that all kind of relates to each other? Yeah. So we actually, we do offer a leadership lock-in is what we call it. So um, units could either do a shortened version of that leadership lab experience and then go right into a regular lock-in or they could fit the leadership lab into that lock-in time. So that's a good way to still you know, because I know it might be a hard sell to get a bunch of teenagers to come out here and do some reflection on leadership styles. Yeah. But if you can tell them like, hey, we're going to do that, but we're also going to do the high ropes course and we're going to stay overnight and have some fun times together. Um, so that's a program that we offer. And you can also just link together any of our programs. Um, so you can do programs back to back on the same day or like multiple days and build your own experience that way. That's pretty cool. I think a lot of people in scouting are pretty familiar with the idea of rock climbing and archery. Uh, you mentioned the high ropes course a couple of times. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So we have two ropes courses here. Uh, our indoor ropes course, it consists of um, a series of, of challenges, I guess, traverses. Um, and I should know how high up it is. I don't know, John, if you know, but I would say like it's like 25, 25 feet. feet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good height enough that you get up there and you feel a little bit scared. So there's a couple different ladders and different ways um, that you can get up onto the course. And then once you're up there, you can traverse around. There's like rope swings and there's um, bridges and a, like a, a swing and a zip line thing. So um, the indoor course is much more um, individualized. And by that, I mean, you know, as one person, you climb up and then you move around on the course on your own independently. Um, Our outdoor ropes course, which was just installed uh, when the Leadership Center opened in 2018. So Mm -hmm. we've only had it for a couple of seasons so far. Um, But all of the elements outside are team focused. So um, you can't successfully complete an element unless your teammates on the ground are helping you, which is really cool. So that like, Number one, if you're too scared, which is totally normal, if you're scared and hesitant to, to be the one to climb up the telephone pole and, and get on the course, you can still have an active role in the activity and the success of your teammates. Um, but it also just keeps everyone engaged. So you're not just like standing around watching someone else do something cool. You're, you're part of the experience from start to finish. 
Right. That's a pretty good way to engage, you know, everybody too. Um, it can be exciting to be on the course, but you want something for the people on the ground to be able to do too. So I know I used to work at camp and I, I, people might be familiar. We've, uh, called something like cope would be like another term people might be familiar with. It's the same kind of deal, right? Correct. Yep. Cope, uh, which stands for challenging outdoor personal experience is the scout camp lingo for ropes course and challenge courses. Um, and the cope program typically involves, some. Um, team building games on the ground before they get up on the ropes course. And we do the same thing here. Uh, so anytime you sign up for either the indoor ropes course or the high or the outdoor ropes course, we uh, will do those on the ground challenges with the participants before we put them up on the course. And how many different, um, I guess you could call it like an obstacle. How many different obstacles are part of the course? Oof. I didn't know I was going to be quizzed. Um, <laughs> on the outdoor course, we have four elements, obstacles on the outdoor course. And then on the indoor course, there are, um, I believe, eight different traverses. And then there's four different ways to get up onto the course, all of varying levels of challenge. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I know I've always enjoyed COPE. I actually used to help um, facilitate COPE when I worked at camp. And it, uh, it can be daunting the first couple times because, I mean, you are up pretty high. Um, but it's really fun and it can be one of the most, I think, rewarding experiences, especially as, you know, a younger scout to get that encouragement from your friends on the ground to do something that you might not otherwise do. Yeah. And I think it's really cool, too. So our ropes course programs here and at our other camps, you have to be 13 years old or going into seventh grade. Um, and it's cool that here at base camp even the younger kids that come here, they still see it, you know, they still see yeah. that cool thing. And you can say, oh, you know, in like four years, we'll be able to do that. So it's a, it's a way to keep them engaged and like wanting to come back and do something different. So there's kind of an age requirement for the, the ropes course. Is there really like a bottom line age requirement for any of the things in the team building center? Most of our activities, it's kindergarten. Okay. So it, it lines up with scouting, um, for rock climbing, really the limitation is just, are they big enough to safely fit into our climbing harnesses? Right. We have some really small youth climbing harnesses, and I would say 99% of kindergartners are big enough to climb. Um, occasionally we'll have groups that will come and they'll bring younger siblings with that are maybe like pre-K and we can't always safely fit them into the harness. So if you have kids that are, are really young, we'll try to get them geared up, but our staff will let you know if it's going to be safe or not. And same with archery. Um, archery, we say kindergarten. We have bows that are really small that those those little kiddos can use. And if they're too, like if the kids are too small to use the equipment, a lot of times our staff will like hold the bow for them and they just have to pull back the strings. So we try to get all the kids engaged um, that want to be. Oh, and we also have adaptive equipment. So if you have scouts that have um, physical limitations, we have equipment for both rock climbing and archery so that they can participate fully in those activities, which is really cool. That is really cool. Now there's lots of physical activities you can do at the team building center. Are there uses of that building that don't include rock climbing and the ropes course and archery and all that? Yeah, we have, um, some STEM programs, some robotics programs. Um, we have, they're called Ozobots and, um, we use them at some of our other camps, but they are small little, probably about the size of like a half dollar coin. And um, they 
you code them using colors. So it's a really simple way to introduce the concept of coding and, and robotics programs to kids as young as kindergarten. Um, and then we can scale it up in difficulty for, for older kids and even adults. We've done it with adult groups and they get really into it. So um, we do have those STEM programs. We also try to tie STEM activities into things like archery. Um, and then a lot of our like team building games are on the ground and um, not as physically active. It's more just like problem solving and you're just like faced with a challenge, a puzzle, and you have to figure out how to solve it as a team. That's cool. And then there's there's a couple like classrooms and conference rooms over there too that can be used, right? Yeah, correct. There is a large classroom that can hold about 35 people. Basically, your traditional classroom with a whiteboard and some counter space and tables and chairs. And then there's a conference room, meeting room that is uh, big enough for about a dozen people to sit around. If I wanted to host, let's say, a work event, you know, what kinds of things does that building offer, you know, space-wise or, you know, AV and equipment stuff? Like, what what does that look like over there? Yeah, so in the team building center, we have a, a full AV system that includes a, a large projector screen that drops down in front of the climbing tower. Um, we have wireless microphones. Uh, both the handheld and then the ones that clip onto your to your shirt. I never know what those are called. But sure. Yeah, we have those. And we have a sound system, um, and it's super easy to plug in computers or iPods or whatever technology, tablets, phones, uh, connect right to our system. And so it's really easy to display a presentation or a video, um, play music. And we also have... Um, if you rent the facility, you have access to all of our tables and chairs. So we can host comfortably host an event for up to 140 people in that space without having to rent any other equipment. So we can we can do some pretty large events. And so this question isn't necessarily activity related, but I always find it fascinating. So the, the team building center itself is a pretty old building. Uh, can you just, for people that might be curious, give a little bit of history background on what that building used to be? Yeah, so the building is part of the historic fort here at Fort Snelling, and it was um, originally the cavalry drill hall. So it had horses in the space. And uh, the staff and I, we always talk about how um, it's funny that the, the building was built for horses and now we have kids in it. Yeah. We don't know what's more destructive, kids or horses. But um, yeah, it's got a really cool history and it's been used for a lot of things throughout the years. It was a space where um, military folks would stay overnight on their way uh, as they were waiting to be uh, sent overseas during World War II. This was kind of like a staging area. Um, and there's there's just a ton of history. And we also try to recognize the history um, with the the Dakota nation, the Dakota people, that this land was originally uh, theirs. Um, and there is a long uh, kind of painful history with that and the fort, and, and we try to, to tell that story as well um, and, and honor that history here. It sounds like there, there's so many different things you can do over at that building. I know I, I've participated in a good number of them, and we do a lot of staff stuff over there, too. Um, how, we've had that building for a while, right? Yeah, the uh, team building center opened um, in 2010, um, and it kind of lined up with the 100th anniversary of scouting. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been, what, 12 years now? Yeah. Early 12 years in October uh, when that building opened. 
It's pretty cool. I actually remember um, as a youth participant being at one of the first events they did when that building opened. It was, uh, I think it was the fall OA lock-in and it was so cool. Um, And just all the different things you can do. I mean, that building on the inside has remained relatively unchanged since it's opened, right? Most of those activities have been there since it opened. Yep. Which is really cool. And it's also cool. I know for me, I, I've worked at our other scout camps and it's really cool now that the council kind of headquarters are here that um, there's just a direct connection to our programs because programs is where we interact with the kids and that's where we make the difference. Um, so it's really cool to, to see, you know, our office business kind of join forces with our program side and we can just see the impact we're having on kids every day. Yeah, the program at work is it's really, really good to see. And I think it speaks to the strength of the program we're offering and the staff to have an area like this that has remained unchanged in 12 years and is still drawing people in and offers unique experience that they can't get somewhere else. And people come back. They like doing it multiple times. And it's just a really good opportunity for anyone to use, schools, units, even you know business groups if you want to come here and do stuff we have something to offer for just about anybody yeah and i'll also say that you know we one thing that we're really proud of is that um over the last summer we so we host a community day camp here um and we have done that for the last five or six years and it's really grown but even over the pandemic Um, we saw growth in that program. So last year we saw 5% growth in that program. And that's just really cool to know that even throughout like a pandemic, our community is still looking to us to be leaders in programming for kids and a safe place for kids to be. Um, So that's something that we're really, really proud of and really excited to be able to continue to serve the community in that way. Yeah, that's awesome. Before we wrap here, Kendra, is there anything you want to plug for the spring? Any big events that might be coming up, you know, later in April or in May that uh, people could come participate in here at Base Camp? Yeah, a couple quick plugs. One of them is that every Tuesday or the first Tuesday of every month, we have open climb nights. So you don't need to pre-register for anything. It's from 6 to 9 p.m. Anyone can show up, uh, scouts or non-scouts. So if you have a group of friends or if you're if you've got people that are like maybe interested in scouting and just want to like hang out with them more, take advantage of those open climb nights. Um, we use our indoor climbing wall most of the time. Sometimes in the summer, we'll open it up to that outdoor wall. But um, like I said, first Tuesday of every month, 6 to 9 p.m. are those open climb nights. And then I would also just encourage you to this spring come out and do some of our outdoor programs. Um, we have a great indoor space, but I think our, our outdoor climbing tower, like we talked about, our outdoor high ropes course, uh, they're really great close to home opportunities that you can bring your your unit out to, to do here. Awesome. Well, Kendra, thanks again for joining me. I hope this was fun for you yeah. and I hope uh, the people listening get uh, some really good information. You know, take the opportunity to bring your unit out here or tell other people you know, uh, come down to base camp and do some fun stuff. But thanks for listening to this episode of Scout Chat on the Air, and we will catch you next time.